You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Well, my first guest today is Farida Matthews, and Farida is currently the uh, an ordinand, whatever that is, she'll tell us in a moment, uh, and student pastor at Love Church right here in Bournemouth. Good morning to you, Farida. Good morning, Blair. Yeah, lovely to hear your, your 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 voice again. Now, you obviously don't hail from these shores, and when you first spoke, I think I insulted you by saying I think you were from Canada, but you're not from Canada, are you? <laughs> you're some, somewhere. No, complete... I'm not from Canada. So where are you from then? I'm from Nigeria originally, um, and I came here when I was eight, but the reason why you may think I'm from Canada is because I went to an international American school when I was younger, so I have half an American accent and half a British one. So in a way, this is a big day for you, isn't it? Do, do, you, do you have a dual citizenship? Um, currently, yes, for this country. <laughs> so I'm half Nigerian, half British. <laughs> exactly. And, and I suppose you can, going to that special school, you can, I suppose, also recognise the, the fact that today America gets a new president. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> so, eight years old. Now, obviously, you're spending a lot of your time as an ordinary, and we'll talk about that in a wee moment. Uh, but but how, yeah. did, how did the whole faith journey begin for you? Were, were you brought up in a, in a Christian home? So, yes, I was brought up in a Christian home. Um, so, uniquely, half of my family on my dad's side were actually um, Muslim, but he converted to Christianity when he met my mum. So I've always grown up in a Christian household, um, always gone to church with my parents, always um, woken up for early morning prayer and things like that. Um, but for me, I guess where I started taking my faith um, into my own hands was probably when I was about 13. This is Hope FM. Well, that's a, a great track there, a refiner from uh, Maverick City Music, of chosen by, chosen by my very special guest, Farida Matthews. And I love that, that lyric, I want to burn for you. Does that sum up where you're at? Yeah, yeah, it does sum up where I'm at. Um, I love that song, um, partly because it's kind of a bold statement um, to say that you want to be refined um, and you have to be really ready for that because that comes with, so many things and so many like introspections into who you are and what you do with your life and are you putting God first um, and actually are you passionate about your relationship with Jesus so I, I love that song it's definitely a challenge for me and my faith now you we, I think we got to the point where you said you were 13 whenever you began to sort of take all things faith sort of really seriously even even at that young age did, did you see uh, yourself as being in full-time Christian service um, at 13, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> I think even at um, the age that I went to start discerning whether I would be ordained in the Church of England, I still wasn't completely sure if this was what God was calling me to until really recently. So I think um, for me, how my faith story kind of started was um, I went to a Christian camp um, similar to Soul Survivor, but it was called New Day. Um, and at New Day, they kind of had a night where it was pray and worship, and we were just going to pray. And if you'd never received the Holy Spirit, 
you could pray to receive the Holy Spirit then. Um, and I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit that night, and it just kind of felt like everything made sense. So at 13, I started building my relationship, but it kind of clicked and kind of slotted into place. And I, I kind of like to say that it kind of went from my head to my heart. So I understood that I needed to have a relationship with Jesus, but I really felt his love and I felt um, how much he cared about me when I received the Holy Spirit at 17. And since then, I've just kind of been building that relationship with him. It's interesting, Frida, because a, a lot of my guests talk about having that special relationship with Jesus and about their encounter with the with the Holy Spirit. How how was that experience for you? And and how would you encourage maybe people who haven't had that experience? They have they believe in God, but but they haven't as yet. Uh, or don't believe they've had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Could you maybe say a bit more about that? Yeah, of course. Um, but I think for each person, the encounter with the Holy Spirit is very different. Um, and I think it depends on, you know, where you're at in that space and what happens to you. So it can look wildly different. But for me, it just felt like an overwhelming sense of peace. Um, I remember crying a lot, <laughs> but it wasn't because anything miraculously outlandish was happening to me. I just felt such peace inside. Um, I felt like I understood that Jesus loved me to a certain, le- like to a, a whole new level. Um, so that for me was kind of like a, a moment where I was like, okay, this is real for me. Like this is, there is no other way for me to live my life now, but in service to Jesus, um, whatever that looks like. But so I just want to encourage anyone who hasn't had that encounter honestly it says seek him and you will find him so i just want to encourage people to continue to seek, continue to ask um god to show himself to you to reveal himself to you because he wants to now let's talk about about your call to ordination it was interesting that you said there that it was only until recently you 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 it became very clear that that was in fact what god wanted you to do but how did you begin the journey because you have to go through a process don't you to be accepted as an ordinance yeah. in the CAV. so how did it work out for you yeah um so i say until recently because i've literally just started training so i i went into theological college in september um, but before that, it's been a two-year journey for me. Um, started in 2018, um, the whole process. And it, you basically um, discern alongside the church, which is why I love the process, because it's not like you just waking up and deciding that this is something that you think you are supposed to do. It's like, okay, I think God is calling me to this. Can you guys come alongside me and help me discern whether, you know, I should be serving in this church and in this space? Um, so you journey alongside the church. There's a series of interviews, fun things. They're called bishops' advisory panels and diocesan advisory panels. And and you go off and they ask you questions. And they just want to get to know you. They want to know your life story. They want to know your relationship with Jesus. And why are you passionate about the church? Why do you want to serve the church? And things like that. So I think for me, that was an interesting journey but one that was definitely worthwhile and not wasted at all and i suppose really that you've got those checks and balances because often you know and i don't know whether you you find this but you know you whilst we often get a sense of the direction that god wants us to go in sometimes the confirmation of that you know comes a wee bit later on was it like that for you and of course having having these other people also to use discernment must have also been a great encouragement to you because they 
I suppose at the end of the day, we're agreeing, yes, this is the way you should be going for Ida. Yeah, yeah, it's such it's such a helpful thing to have confirmation outside of just yourself. Like, obviously, um, God is utmost the one that you, you seek confirmation from as well. But at the same time, if it isn't agreed by the church that you should be serving the church, then possibly maybe you shouldn't be serving the church. But um, I, I love the community aspect of things. I think that the reason why we are the church is because we do things together. So to make this decision outside of the church wouldn't have felt right to me. Um, so I, I love the idea of confirmation. But it, with everything in life, I think there is also that um, fear of kind of going off on your own way and, and not really knowing if it's the correct way or the will of God for your life. So I think definitely having people to pray for you and to be there and encourage you and and actually ask you those questions that you need to be asked um, is really important. So, obviously, being being an ordinary and preparing, you already mentioned that you, you you're going to theological college. How are you how are you finding that? Oh, theological college is really interesting. Um, I say interesting because it is so far out of my comfort zone. I've never studied anything like theology. Um, so, I did a multimedia journalism degree um and prior to that i did media production so i'm very like creative in a sense um so coming into like a full-on academic course where um there's a lot of big words to (laughs) describe things um so yeah i'm i'm getting on with it and i'm learning so many new things about the bible and about god that i i really wouldn't have learned if i wasn't taking this um degree but I think it's definitely tough. Um, I'm not going to lie and say it's not tough. So, I mean, obviously, you're also very much affiliated to Love Church. And um, uh, is that then an integral part of your training, serving you know, serving in the church? I know you're particularly serving as a student pastor, and we'll talk a wee bit about that a wee bit later on. But, uh, but getting involved in, the, in every aspect of church life, I guess that's part of the training. Yeah. So that's the great thing about the theological college that I go to. Um, It's context-based, so you spend half your time studying, and then you spend the other half right in the middle of um, the work that you will be doing when you finish um, college. So you learn from your incumbent and your training incumbent, um, who's the vicar of the church, um, and he basically or she will take you through what it's like to be a vicar day to day, um, give you opportunities to learn and to grow, give you an area of ministry to kind of hold and call your own and um, to look after, which is um, why I work with students, which is great. But I was doing that beforehand, so I've just got to continue as well. Um, So yeah, I really enjoy that aspect of being able to take what I'm learning at Theological College and then come to my context and apply that. And I suppose that there's never been a, a more challenging time to be going through the process that you're going through, because along last March comes COVID-19 and so on. Although I, I do know that Love Church have very much sort of risen to the challenge in serving the community. Have, have you found it a, a, an enriching time? I, I, I know that's a strange question, but, but in, in the light of your training, what's it been like for you in the light of covid um, so, yeah, I think the best part about um, the fact that, you know, we're inside is that there's a lot more flexibility. Um, so I'm grateful for that. 
But um, I guess the hard part about the training side of things is I have like a whole class that I haven't met yet. So it would be really lovely to be able to meet them at some point. But, so have you been doing um, the, the Zooming? Are, yeah, so we've been doing Zoom lectures. And so um, on Monday for a whole day, we'll be on Zoom. Um, and we'll have our lectures and we'll also have our groups and things like that. So, yeah, it would be nice to meet them one day. Um, and I guess similarly with the church, it would be nice to be able to gather again and um, to be, wor- to, be wor- to worship as a community. But um, I guess for now, we are working with what we've got. So we've hopped online um, and we are trying to build community that way. And honestly, God has been so faithful because I think we've still managed to keep that feeling and that sense of community we've tried to pastorally support as many people as we possibly can through this time um and i think that he's just been really great in providing us with strength to be able to do that well frida i'm going to nip down in a moment or two to keith jones and talk to adrian down there but before we do that uh, we'll be coming back to talk to you obviously about your work with uh, with students um now your next piece of music uh, voice of god do you want to introduce it yeah, of course. Um, I adore this song. So this is Voice of God by Dante Bowe, Stephanie Gretzinger, and Chandler Moore. Um, and I love this song because it inspires me to seek out the voice of God in the everyday, wonderful, simple things that we sometimes take for granted. I can hear it in the crackle of a bonfire I can hear it in the middle of the ocean water Oh, I just can't explain This is Hope FM. Well, my very special guest uh, today is is Frida Matthews. And uh, Frida, amongst uh, other things, well, she's an ordinary that means she's training for full-time service in the Church of England, but she's also a student uh, pastor uh, as well. So all in all, you're not twiddling your thumbs then, are you? No, not at all. <laughs> Keeping very busy. <laughs> now, your role as student pastor at uh, at Love Church, what what does that entail, Frida? So, um, I guess a normal week looks like um, hanging out with students, um, planning out kind of preaching series that we're going to go through and look at, um, pastorally supporting them with whatever they need. We've also been doing a load of food parcels and things for people who are isolating or have come down with COVID. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty much what it looks like for me now. It's interesting, really, because I know at Love Church that uh, that you were seeing uh, vibrant growth within in the church, obviously pre-COVID, we were never able to meet and things were, dare I say, normal um but what what is it because in these days some people would say that that younger people you know generally have have voted uh, with their feet away from the organized church and so on and of course i know that in in love church you, that trend has been somewhat uh, reversed as indeed it has been in a number of other churches across the uk but what what are the important things whenever you're you're trying to make god real uh, to, to to younger people and of course you know to students yeah, um, I think we've been really lucky in a sense that we haven't struggled in terms of um, 
losing young people. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. So this year, we were really worried about how coronavirus would impact our youth and our student ministries. Um, and just by the grace of God, people have been coming. And I think that after speaking to a couple of them, I think the reason why they have um, come to church at this time was possibly because they were looking for some sort of community um, and felt quite isolated. And maybe one of their friends was already part of our student group and they thought, you know what, what have I got to lose? And they've managed to stick around. Um, so we've been really lucky in terms of we've managed to keep a community going through this pandemic. But um, I think if the one thing that I would say to anyone who's trying to kind of make Jesus real to young people or to students is to talk to them and have actual honest and real conversations with them. They're seeking out um, God in a very real and tangible way, and they have very real questions about the things that are going on in their in their life and in their friends' lives. Um, and I think actually having an honest conversation and being willing to sit with them in that space um, is more than enough. I think that's what they're looking for. They're looking for someone to listen to them and to acknowledge that these questions that they have are okay to have. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, we segregate, don't we, sort of, there are even some youth churches and so on, but of course with with uh, older people you, you have an experience and a maturity there that perhaps uh, the younger guys uh, don't have. Do you think it's important that, that there yeah. that there is a mix uh, so that if you like that, that the vibrance of young people and, and not, not to mention, of course, their, their familiarity with technology <laughs> and new ways of working uh, mixed, of course, with, with those who maybe have got a few years on under their belt in terms of belief. Do you think it's important to bring those those two together? Yeah, I think it's so vital. Um, I, that's why I really, really love, um, obviously, if we were not in COVID, um, I really loved our 7pm service because it wasn't just a student service. It was a student and whoever wanted to turn up service. Um, obviously, most of the students came to that because it was the latest one and they sucker getting up early but um it was really lovely to see um families come to that or just people who maybe haven't been able to go in the morning and want to come to church and they come at the 7 p.m service because that's the space in which you can learn and you can grow together and you can learn from those who are older than you but also i think as someone who um is working with younger people i learn so much from students i learn how to be brave and to be courageous from students because they're just so fearless um and i I love that about them so um yeah i think there's both on both sides there's things to learn <laughs> of course the other thing is that i mean the the, the gospel and, and 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 everything to do with faith is about doing isn't it i mean clearly you know the words and the teaching and all the practical stuff is very very important but but jesus said well go out there, get, get stuck in. Well, maybe not quite in those words, but you know what I mean. Uh, but I guess, yeah. I guess the fleshing out of faith is, is very, very... I mean, it's, it should be important, of course, to all of us. But particularly, of course, I think it's that, particularly when you're ministering to young people and students, is very important because they need to have the practical working out of the, of the, the-, the theology that they're learning. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think... It helps to know what you believe and why you believe it. Um, I last time we did a whole series about as a as a church, 
why do we carry the space that we have and why are we passionate about it? And I think it helps to know that when you go into conversations and you're discussing the gospel and what that means to you and how to share that and communicate that well. Um, and I think definitely looking into the theology and the background of um, this wonderful book called The Bible that we have and also this wonderful Savior that we have um, is always going to set you up for a better conversation. And also there's a, there's a bit of an excitement. It's got an edge to it, hasn't it, really? Because in a way, you never really know what a day is going to bring and there's opportunities all around yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, that is the beauty of life, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. So so even though these, these last uh, sort of months have been really, really difficult, has it also provided, you know, positive opportunity? What, what are the things that, that people are, are sharing with you that, that are, that are p- perhaps more close to them and, and to where they are? Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, um, I think there have been so many opportunities in this time to really put faith into action. Um, So a couple of the students were just saying the other day that they have prayed for more of their friends during this pandemic than any time, like prayed with them actively, like hopped on a Zoom call and actually been like, let me pray for you because of the fact that so many people are going through so much right now. People are losing loved ones. People's mental health is not doing great. And I think at a time where we can offer things like prayer and we can offer things like support because we have a wonderful saviour who loves and supports us. Um, I think that they're really understanding that this is a time to kind of step out in that faith and and to be there for their community. Um, So, yeah, I think definitely that's been a huge opportunity that I've seen in our students, but also in our congregation. This is Hope FM.